the Koi Gig part. Well, I'm smiling from a Manchester United viewpoint. Champions League nearly in the bag. But Man City will be really disappointed. They didn't look like the team that had won 14 on the trot. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The News Round on Off The Ball with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave with your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Now then, you're welcome along. So it's a Tuesday evening. I'm losing track of the days. Tuesday evening. Second major of the year is upon us. Oak Hill in Rochester, New York, is where the great and the good of golf have gathered. Gary Murphy will be with us this hour to preview what should be a very interesting major. A few controversies, meanwhile, are bubbling away in the world of tennis. The French Open starts on Monday coming. Caitlin Thompson, always a brilliant guest, is with us after eight o'clock. We'll talk some uh, hurling as well in the middle hour. And then it is a Champions League evening. So very happy to say Gavin Cooney will be on the football show. Kathleen McNamee will fill us in on the uh, culmination as well of the WSL uh, season where Chelsea are going for a double. They have the FA Cup in the uh, can already and they're on the cusp of the double they have two more games left in the league that would be three doubles in a row so I think we're calling that dominance on Chelsea's part 53106 the text number we're out off the ball on Twitter we have Will here in studio hello Evening Joe I know that you are putting the prep in for the PGA Championship when you were on your second coffee since you've come to the office and you have to question which day of the week it is Yeah I'm not sleeping well this week (laughs) just being a young father would probably oh be part of that too. But oh my god, you've obviously got major fever at the moment. <laughs> one of those nights, one of those nights. But listen, happy to be here and sip the coffee. That's good. And watch some Champions League football. Uh, Richie McCormack, good evening to you. You're happy to be out of the house, Joe. Let's be honest about this. Well, indeed, indeed, indeed. indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's show ran over time. Sorry, I'm home late. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty interesting. Extra time, and then extra time, yeah, and then more exactly. extra time yeah, in the yeah, San yeah. Zero. Yeah. No, there were penalties. Yeah, look, <laughs> Derry Armagh there. So uh, the, the PGA Championship usually was the last major of the year. Now it's very much uh, second in the rota, and it's in May as opposed to August these days. So, as I said, the great and the good have pitched up in Rochester, New York. Gary Murfield preview. It does seem like John Ram is on the cusp of winning majors, plural, in the short term. And Scotty Scheffler has maintained his form from last year. Rory McIlroy, uh, less so. Now, he was giving a press conference today and... I was curious to see his demeanour and what he would be talking about because, in effect, Rory had this glorious 2022 in every possible way except just getting over the line in one of the majors. He had the four majors together and he was just like by a shed load, like two or three times ahead of the nearest challenger in terms of his score to par. Should have won the Open at St Andrews. Uh, Amazing form. And then into this year, the form was not as good, but still the Masters beckoned and missed the cut there. Since then, it's just been very strange. Uh, Skipped the event the following week, which was a designated event. That cost him $3 million. And then he pitched up at Quail Hollow, where he'd won three times before uh, last week, two weeks ago, and finished like in a tie for 50th. Didn't play well. But interestingly for him, did no press conference, did no media, spoke to one journalist on the Tuesday, got out of there Sunday without doing any media. So just kind of that weird month in his life and uh, he pitched up today and did uh, media so just kind of interesting we'll get into it more with Gary Murphy but for the last 18 months 24 months live golf the Saudis Rory says gather around everyone 
let me talk and I will talk at length. And he's kind of become the de facto leader on tour. So uh, pretty interesting today. Uh, you'll recognise the voice. It's Alan Shipnuck, friend to Phil Mickelson, of course. Uh, he asks, this is about maybe five, ten minutes into the press conference, which is, you know, about the standard amount of time before a live question comes in. Rory, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the first live golf tournament. Uh, if you could look into your crystal ball, maybe say three years from now, where do you think the professional game will be? I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> don't want to speculate? No. Right. You sort of hear ship back there going, right, this is really out of keeping with the last 18 months. I've asked you a wonderfully open-ended question where you can interpret that whatever way you want, answer it widely, and said you just said, no, I'm not answering that. Yeah, in quite an ostentatious way. Like, you could have said something about Liv, which was borderline conciliatory, certainly not controversial. Instead, he made a real point of saying, "Uh uh-uh. And so press conference proceeded. He talked a lot about his game. Like he's very forthcoming on that, to be fair to him still. And he's always a brilliant interviewee. But then just before the end of the press conference, which was about maybe 20 minutes long or so, somebody else clearly in the room thought, well, hang on, this that live thing was kind of interesting. If I might just throw in one last one. You mentioned earlier about not having a crystal ball. Obviously, we all ask you a lot of questions about Liv, and you've spoken yourself recently about the burden of that. Is it going to be a conscious thing for you going forward to try and sidestep that narrative? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. The shutters are down. (laughs) I found the the nervy perfect quite funny. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's great. That's exactly what I wanted. No problem. Thanks, Rory. Uh, So it's uh, like, there you go. The uh, McElroy being the spokesperson, the chief spokesperson against Liv era over with a bang. Now, wasn't Greg Norman saying a couple of weeks ago, I'm pretty sure I read that he was kind of turning a little bit or Rory's opinion was possibly changing. Is that an indication of that or is it just I'm absolutely sick of Liv being the agenda every single time I come to play? I think it's something odd happened to me at Augusta. I, amongst other things, because there were some problems with his swing perhaps, but amongst other things, I ran out of steam and borderline single-handedly being the player who fights the fight against Liv has actually taken a toll on me over the course of however many months, uh, certainly a year. And so I think amongst probably several other resolutions post-Augusta, he has said, I am not doing that anymore. Like Scotty Scheffler is on like a player's council, the same one that McElroy's on. He never says boo about Liv. John well, Ram. The major work is the little. major work actually done as as regards True, the, the yeah. players' council and the stuff and the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and the work that he would have done alongside this endeavor that he's undergoing with Tiger Woods to to launch this kind of TV series thing. Um, like that's the stuff that I imagine would take up the majority, not the odd fifteen minute press conference here and there. Yeah, fair point. And there were certainly um, an occasion in advance of the Masters where he had a seven eight hour board meeting. You know, that that is going to take your toll instead of practicing your putting and your chipping. But um, I don't know, maybe to an extent when you're involved in controversy and headlines. And there is a part of McElroy, I think, who really enjoys the spotlight and likes being in the headlines and likes being talked about. But maybe after a year of it and then other people from the live side attacking you and you having to attack back and just this endless, uh, never ending uh, circle, you kind of think to yourself, maybe this is taking more energy out of me than it should and so maybe he wants the spotlight to be on I've just won the PGA Championship my major dread is over put the spotlight on me for that not for I am the guy who you always talk about underachieving at majors but yet I'm at the forefront of fighting back against a rival tour yeah all of that all of that so um, I don't know where we are it's going to be interesting like last year his final round at Augusta 
rejuvenated him and he kicked on for the rest of the season. I'm sure there's probably half a worry out there that did, will the reverse happen on the back of Augusta this year and, and this week feels like a very important one in his season. Uh, interestingly, one last quick other point and Gary Murphy will join us at half seven to preview the USPGA. So Eamon Lynch of the Golf Channel revealed that when McElroy was playing at Quail Hollow a couple of weeks ago, he uh, checked his phone in the days afterwards and there was a text from uh, Mr. T. Woods uh, who was saying I've seen something in your swing think I could help you out come to my house and so Rory was summoned by uh, Yoda and uh, Skywalker himself went there and genuflected and they had several hours together at Woods' home he's got this great complex in his mm. back garden which is like has every kind of uh, golf shot you, you want to hit uh, is catered for and uh, Tiger did some intensive work it seems with McElroy he didn't talk about that in the press conference at all it didn't come up mm. but uh, it's such an interesting uh, thing going on in the background as well Tigers always seem to have a huge respect for Rory like Rory does not hide the fact that Tiger Woods was his hero mm. when he was growing up is this part of the new Tiger that we were talking about before? Where remember there was always this feeling that Tiger was never gave anything back. Yeah. That the guy only cared about himself and yeah. uh, didn't really, you know, put the hand out to anyone. And now is this him coming in to try and help Rory at a time when Tiger's about to edge, exit stage left eventually? I think it's just, yeah, it's an implicit acknowledgement that my competitive days are over. But I can make you better. Yeah. Ronnie Reardon and Ronnie O'Sullivan style. I can be an elder statesman and uh, he does the same for Justin Thomas. John Ram has complained before. Like... He's not one Tiger's favourite. Tiger won't give me any info. Telling Justin Thomas everything gives me nothing. Like, <laughs> well, if he's gone, if he's gone to McElroy, he's hardly putting over the young kids on the way out. He's like gone to the perennial world number two or world number three, yeah. and gone. Oh, so it's something. It's not like he's picking up the, a, a, a gathering of fifty, you know, the ranked fifty to sixty no, in the world and gone. Let's make Nike's I mean, parts of knowledge. Two a bit better. He's exactly, yet to text yeah. me. I, I grant you, game respects game. There is no doubt. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's really interesting on a whole host of fronts. Gary Murphy is with us half past seven and Caitlin Thompson after eight o'clock on tennis. And of course, it is a Champions League evening, which is your first port of call, Richie, in the news round, which is, as ever, brought to you with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. So the Milan Derby. Is this one what? done? Yeah, I don't think so. But what if it's actually Tiger Woods is correcting your grammar in these letters that you revealed last night? No, he's from Tipperary. How, who's to say? I don't know. I don't uh, think, anyway, I don't, yeah. Well, Tiger Woods is <laughs> providing an Irish mobile number if it is Tiger, so I don't think so. <laughs> well, it's, <yeah. laughs> it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, it's more than a decade since Milan has been represented in a Champions League final. That will change tonight. The last time either Inter or AC Milan were there, they went on to win the competition. Inter hold a 2-0 first leg lead over the Rossoneri going into tonight's semi-final second leg at the San Siro. Inter are unchanged from that first leg. Uh, so they line out with Andre Onana in goal. Back three then of Matteo Darmian, Francesco Acerbi and Daniele Bastoni. Across the middle. It's Denzel Dumfries, Nicola Barella, Hakan Chan Haloglu, ha- uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan, a goal scorer from the first leg, and Federico Di Marco. Up front then, Lataro Martinez and Edin Dzeko. Uh, three changes for Milan tonight. Not in goal, though, where Mike Mennion continues. Davide Calabria, captains aside from right back. Malik Thio comes in for Simon Cher, alongside Fikayo Tomori and Teo Hernandez in the midfield. Uh, in defence, pardon me. In midfield then, Sandro Tonali and Rade Krunic. Junior Macias comes in on the right-hand side. Brahim Diaz is in behind and 
and Rafael Leao returns on the left wing. Olivier Giroud continues up front. Kickoff is at 8pm. A place in the Championship playoff final also up for grabs tonight. Sunderland take a 2-1 lead with them to Kenilworth Road for the second leg of their semi-final with Luton Town. Luton boss Rob Edwards was asked if there's a danger his players could be swept up in the atmosphere tonight. I'm not sure. Is there anything wrong? We're getting swept away with a with an unbelievable atmosphere and occasion. Why not? Let's let's let it carry us and, and help us. So um, we've got to use that. And so we want the crowd to be wild, and we want the crowd to be right at it. And um, you know, theirs was on on the weekend. It was a brilliant brilliant atmosphere. I'm not sure. I know this, I know their fans. I know they have a lot of fans, and I know they turn out in their numbers. But I'm not sure how good it's been if it's been that good for a long, long time. Um, but we've got to make it really, really difficult for them. We need the crowd to play their part in that as well. We want to then make it, uh, make sure we play our part and give our fans something to shout about. Updates across the evening. Milan, much of a chance in your eye, Will, after the first leg? Well, they're definitely boosted by the fact that Rafael Leao is available to play this time around after missing a few games recently and missed the first leg. Um, Milan, again, have had very disappointing and very indifferent form since they beat Napoli in the Champions League. And it came down to the fact that their players had to stand in front of their ultras, especially at the weekend, and listen to the abuse that they were getting where they were obviously coming off the back of a very disappointing performance against Inter in the first leg. Like, it is remarkable enough that you've got the chance of Mario Darmi and, and Henrik Mkhitaryan going to a Champions League final here. You know, Players who were cast aside from Premier League clubs and uh, Inter have found a way to, again, put a very reasonable team together. I thought Lukaku might actually play tonight based on what Inzaghi had been saying during the week about the fact that he was back looking fit and sharp again and that he was ready for a big finish to the season but you can understand why they would stick with an unchanged 11 and you're looking at Milan trying to find form out of somewhere but 2-0 is not insurmountable uh, to come back into this like to give the cliche Milan have to score in the first half not concede a goal and then they've got a chance of coming back into this but I would fancy Inter to progress even if they didn't have the lead yeah I would think so Sarah says I like this new Rory McIlroy all business and then two texts with a similar vein of thought Rory going to go to live Joe and somebody else I interpret that as Rory is going to jump ship you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> that would just be too funny I don't think that's going to happen Jack and Kerry question for Joe if you had the chance of interviewing Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson one full hour no holds barred if they all were committing to have some truth serum and tell the truth then obviously Tiger Woods if there was uh, if they were going to come as I suspect they would come to an hour long interview and I was just under pressure to get a great interview then Phil Mickelson has to factor in you've, you've interviewed Rory McIlroy before I've never no really I've never spoke to him Wow. You've been on the show a few times, so you missed out missed every him, time. Missed him, yeah. There was a night, Jer was here certainly, it was a Thursday. I was, um, was weirdly, I was in Germany at a Republic of Ireland-Germany match in... John O'Shea again? No, 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 it was like the one... God, it's a long time ago now. The Stan one? No. 2013 territory. It was in... Um, why can't I remember the name of the city? Was it the Georgia game that we played in um, Thingamajig in, in Germany? Was that why you were there? Uh, no. This is a great radio. Yeah, I know. Where, where were you in 2016? Wasn't he on the show ahead of the Irish Open that year? No, I'll remember it again. Where's the cathedral? The famous cathedral in Germany? In Cologne. Cologne. Cologne yes, yeah. it was in Cologne. Mesut Ozil was a dream. That's ah, my strongest yeah. memory of it. Like, Germany killed us. Mesut Ozil was, honestly... 
it's funny. Johnny Logan did the national anthem though. Did he? Yeah, well, you may well have. He did, yeah. I was, uh, I was down at pitch level and I came away going, oh my God. I mean, I knew the boy. I knew, I knew the boy was good. Mm. But uh, this was a different level. In my mind, at least, Joe, I remember John O'Shea's equaliser. I remember Robbie's equaliser, the Shane Long goal. And I just try and block out every other game we've played against Germany for the last 20 years. Do you know what was mad about it, actually, now that I'm thinking, God, this is a lot of a go, is that Noel King was managing the team on an interim basis. This was just after Trap, then? Yeah, it must have been. 2013 territory. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah, Noel King was our manager. There's a trivia question for you. Uh, But the night that Rory was in, John Giles was in as well. So I think somebody had the good sense to say, you're like an Irish sporting legend. So are you. Would you two get in a picture together? So there's, there is a great photo somewhere. Wow. Yeah, it's knocking around. You find it online, I would think, of Rory McIlroy and John Giles' arms around each other. John obviously loves his golf. And Jared, is that the stand out of the picture and take it? Well, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, then Rory was in the studio for the, the guts of an hour. So, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. John has his little hat on as well. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, John really loves his golf. I mean, he's the kind of fella he was once asked, like, and it's gone back, well, who's your favourite golfer? Like, he didn't say Tiger Woods. He was like, mm, Retief Goosen. Wow. <laughs> like, if your favourite golfer to watch is Retief Goosen. The thinking man's answer. Yes, indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Richie, where are we going next? Uh, we will head uh, to Cork. Their uh, hurler, Robbie O'Flynn, has been ruled out for at least six weeks with a hamstring injury. He sustained the problem in scoring his goal in their drawn game with Chipperary nearly a fortnight ago. O'Flynn's injury means he's unlikely to play again unless Cork make the All-Ireland semi-finals. The semi-final lineup for this year's Electric Ireland Leinster Minor Football Championship will be set tonight. There was a 7pm start at Glenisk O'Connor Park where Offaly lead Louth uh, by 1-5 to 1-2. They're underway at half seven at Chadwick's Wexford Park this evening where Wexford go up against Mead. Lehman Mayo. Lads, why have Donald Ogg's comments about the Talchin Cup gone so under the radar, so counterproductive for such a prominent GPA man to be talking like that? Imagine Tom Parsons making those comments about the Joe McDonough. We would never hear the end of it. Um, have, they, they, have they gone under the radar? <laughs> Colin O'Rourke has spoken twice about them now. Yeah, I don't think On OTBAM this morning, yeah. yeah. Rookie talked about it at length this morning on OTBAM, so okay. I'd encourage our listener to check that out for sure. I haven't seen that interview yet. I, I did see him earlier in the weekend say that he, I think he used the phrase gentleman, but wouldn't, wouldn't pay much heed to mm. the comments from that gentleman's mouth. Essentially, I don't care what he says, yeah. Yeah. yeah but in nicer language. Uh, the gist of the Donalogue comments were, this was on his... Um, I think it's Radio 1 segment on Radio Friday. Radio 1, half eight, Friday morning, yeah. Yeah, so he said the GA schedule has two provincial football finals and the start of the Talchin Cup, which if you haven't heard of it, is a sort of Gaelic football grand national for disappointed also-rants. Yeah, it's a bit of a needless... <laughs> Everyone's heard of the Talchin Cup, so you don't even need to go there in the first place. But uh, even if you are going there, it is a needless sort of a dig. I heard a whole... Uh, pretty much uh, every manager I heard interviewed over the weekend was asked about of course in were. the Talchin Cup his comments yeah, yeah. so I don't think it's gone under the radar no I don't, definitely it's gone under the radar to the point that the Sunday game he was being celebrated for standing up for hurling and the fact that hurling perhaps wasn't getting the promotion and then uh, five days later he has a dig at the Talchin Cup which I think in fairness to Don Logue having listened back to the clip I think was partly in jest I don't think he was trying to put this as a serious moniker oh, for okay. the Talchin okay. but, but at the same time obviously football people and quite a few people who are getting ready for the Talton have taken this as an affront 
And I think as well, it's always been the narrative and the worrying narrative around the Talton is that it would be perceived in that way, that it would be a competition for all surrounds. And even when the language is used that a team is going to drop into the Talton Cup as opposed to being in the Talton at the end of the league, there's always this negative connotation that mm, if you finish too low in Division 2, you might get stuck or drop into the Talton Cup. Well, tough look on that front. Yeah. You are dropping into it. 100%. Yeah, so I've, I've no problem saying dropping into the Talton. Fair enough if there was a degree of Okay, not everyone makes great jokes all the time. Mm. It wasn't like he was saying the Talton Cup was a bad idea. No, but there's been a battle for hearts and minds and what tends to happen is that you'll get players at the end of the provincial championships now who will say, I'm going in a J1 for the summer as opposed to playing in the Talton. And there was a worry that it would become like some of the B competitions of old, which maybe weren't fully embraced by the teams that were in it and they fell to bits. The Tommy Murphy Cup is the classic example where I think guys went to Punchestown for what would have been witness or auction, I'm not sure it was branded at the time, as opposed to playing championship football. And that's obviously where the GA don't want this to go. But where Dunlogue missed the trick is he should have said the Talton Cup is actually getting loads of promotion for a second tier competition. Wouldn't it be great if the Joe McDonough got the equivalent in hurling? But instead he has a bit of a jibe and then that ends up being... uh, you know, hit out at by quite a few football people and we'll hear from Paddy Andrews a bit later in the show on the football pod who was particularly scathing of the comments. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go, Texter. Lots of people not happy with them and, and we're giving out about them, I guess. There are bigger things going on as well. Uh, so, Giro d'Italia? Yeah, it's turned out to be a very good one for Irish riders. Eddie Dunbar is up to ninth on general classification after today's 10th stage of the Giro. He finished comfortably within the peloton along with new pink jersey wearer Geraint Thomas. Dunbar's jump up general classification has been helped by the weekend withdrawal of previous leader Remco Evenpool and then today by the seventh place, the least he was, Alexander Vlasov. Today's stage itself was won by the Dane Magnus Court Nielsen, who has now won stages on each of the three major Grand Tours. Thomas holds a slender two-second lead over Primo Roglic with Dunbar 2 minutes and 32 seconds back. Meanwhile, risk of avalanches has seen the Grand Sign Burner pass taken out of Friday's route for stage 13. The stage has been shortened as well by 8 kilometres to 199 as a result. Uh, the Stormers pitch is often in dreadful shape. It's hosting a URC Grand Final very shortly, so they're mm. uh, conscious of that fact. They are every effort being made to prevent the surface at the DHL Stadium in Cape Town from deteriorating even further ahead of that grand final. The pitch has come in for stern criticism following the Stormers' knockout wins over Connacht and before that the Vodacom Bulls. It's chewed up badly in the wake of a monster jam monster truck event there which was held on April 22nd. To stop it worsening, Friday's Curry Cup meeting of Western Province and the Pumas has been moved from the DHL Stadium to the 34,000 capacity Athlone Stadium, not in the Midlands but just 15 kilometres east. Storm Prop Stephen Kitsoff says it's a difficult pitch on which to scrummage. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's um, you have to play the field like, and I think the nice thing is we've been playing there after Monster Jam a couple of games now in a row. So it's um, you have to take the field in consideration. It's not the easiest thing to scrum on, um, and it, it takes a lot of time and effort to actually start building a. Good momentum the scrums. There's going to be a lot of static scrums. I can promise you that when it comes to the final, it's going to be scrums that it's going to stand still. But um, we'll work. We'll work hard in the next two weeks to to make sure we get some go forward when it comes to scrum time. I saw Leinster put months under a bit of pressure towards the end. Um, it's a similar mindset we'll take into this game. We talked about it last night on Monday Night Rugby. Rory O'Connor was in, and Gordon Darcy was in the line as well. I have never looked forward to a game more since seeing the Stormers celebration video. It's so good. Uh, so I presume 
many of you at this stage have seen it. They're counting down as Munster are about to beat Leinster. They're watching the game at the Stormers uh, Stadium because uh, they've just beaten Connacht themselves and they it's five, four, three, two, ball goes out of play. They start cheering manically. And now they have said that one of the reasons that they were cheering so vociferously is that they were very happy for their corporate sponsors, DHL, because they also are sponsored by Munster. And so it's a DHL bonanza and they were just thrilled. Thrilled for their uh, sponsors. And Glass also, panes around the building were put out as noses were sent through them. Oh, yeah, it's, it's good unbelievable. Stuff. I've yeah. got it, said someone. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the best part of the video is when it, uh, as Rory was telling us yesterday, when it cuts to I think it's one of their props. I don't know. It's someone in their front row anyway. And he turns to the camera and he screams, we're going to F them up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the video has since been deleted. But uh, honestly, if Munster don't have the phrase, we're going to F them up, Mm. written on a giant whiteboard for the next two weeks, then I can't help. Yeah. There it is, folks. We're going to F you up. I mean... And if not, you get free tickets to the next monster truck rally. Like of all the reasons, I realise that, you know, Ed Sheeran pretty much cancelled the Irish Sporting Summer last year, but a monster truck rally. Listen, got to pay for... On your pitch in the middle of the season before the playoffs start. Monster jam. The the, the thing is with the Oaks, you usually cover over the pitch and, Mm. you know, make sure it's okay and there's all these plastic flooring and all that stuff you put down for gigs and that. You don't literally just send in the monster trucks and tear it up (laughs) when you've got, like, major games on the horizon. I presume they would cover it up. They're not just having monster trucks drive around the pitch. (laughs) Did you you see it against Connacht? There's, like, particularly in around towards the end goals. It's it's, always terrible, yeah. And even even the Lions tour, it was shocking. It's always bad that You'd pitch. want to have a hell of a protective surface for monster trucks going at each other. Yeah. Whatever about people coming in there for a concert. No, it is true. Hey, money's money. It sure is. We are out of time. Will, thank you very much. We'll Cheers. back uh, talking some hurling in the next hour. Richie, thank you very much. Nice one, lads. Your chance to win big. News Talk's Cash Machine. Now then, cash machine's been reloaded. The new number is €30,201.79. Text play to 57557. Get your entry in by 3 o'clock tomorrow. And if your phone rings, answer within five rings. The exact amount in your own sense and the cash is yours. So the new amount again, €30,201.79. Over 18s only. Text costs €2.50. And you are playing across the Go Loud network of stations. Terms and conditions are on newstalk.com. Uh, next up, we'll be talking tennis after 8 o'clock. Busy football show uh, after 9. It is, of course, Champions League evening. And in just a moment, second major of the golfing year is upon us. Gary Murphy on the way.